Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, the very first part of the teaching I want to do was brought up in the prayer. Uh, so, I have to go back to that one. Very key thing has been mentioned. If you don't know who you are, men will give you the picture they want. You must know who you are. If you don't know where God has placed you, people will displace you. And that was a tragedy that befell Adam and Eve. Let me limit it to Adam and by extension to Eve and then the entire mankind. Have your seats, please. Chapter 1. Sorry, chapter 3 of Genesis. Chapter 3 of Genesis. We're picking from verse 1. Just some few verses. Something you know already. Just want to draw something from there before we continue. Can we take it together? Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Right? And the serpent said unto the woman, Yea, sorry, ye shall not surely die. Hmm. For God doth know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. A man who is in honor and abided not is like a beast that perishes. That is the verse 12 of Psalm 49. And the verse 20 says, A man who is in honor and understandeth not is like a beast that perishes. God created man and gave him, gave him charge over everything he had created. He said, have dominion. That's a simple expression that you are in charge. So he made him God over the things that he created. And he placed everything under his control. So that was the God of the earth. And he, God himself, was the universal God, if you like, the omnipotent one, but had assigned responsibility to man. Then it took another creature to lie to the man. Through the wife. That's the reason why you can't leave your spouse behind in your quest for growth spiritually. If they can't reach you, they'll come through anyone close to you, especially your spouse. And because of your respect and the honor you've given to your spouse, 
you may not be able to say no. I will not expose myself. Let me defend and protect her or protect him. The process, you miss out of what God has ordained for you. It will not be your story. In the name of Jesus Christ. Our homes shall be places where the word of God will stand and abide and pervade every aspect of our being and all our endeavors. In the name of Jesus. If you should take the fruit of this tree, your eyes will open, you will be like the gods. A man who had been placed in charge of the entire creation, the God of the earth, now desired to be like the gods. You see, when you don't know your stuff, Become a stuff for anything. And King Saul put his armor on David and gave him his sword to go and do warfare. David tried to move, he couldn't. The weight of the sword alone was something else. He said, I have not proved this one. This one you have put on me, I have not. I know my God in my own special way. I don't need you to know God. Listen, you don't need any man to know God. A person's encounters with God that do not become your encounter, they only inspire you. So testimonies are not borrowed. Testimonies are recreated through understanding. You reproduce it through understanding. You will be like the gods. Your eyes will be open. What level of greed is this? The woman agreed and took of the fruit. The Bible says, and she gave to the man by her. You know, when men try to defend men, we say that Adam was very busy working. And then the woman went and gave him the fruit. The man was busy working. He failed from day one. God gave you a vision. Your wife was not there when God spoke to you. And you only told her, God gave me a vision. You didn't give her details of the vision. You did not show her the benchmarks. You did not indicate to her the limitations. The extent to which you could go. God has given us a vision. So we are running the vision. In the course of running, she may outrun you may not be her fault because you didn't show her anything. You only said God gave you a vision. God told me to go to some place. No. My wife is here. You ask her, she will tell you. When I was working under another person, or let me say under other people, 
and made her to know that you can't go beyond this limit. When I'm not there, you are not the next in command. I have an associate pastor. And she understood that one. All manner of temptations came. When I'll be away, they'll go to mommy. What do we do? He said, no. You know what to do. But the same people will turn around and begin to castigate you. Define the thing. Show your spouse. Show her this half I want you to go with me. When we get to this point, leave the matter to me. Back me up with prayer. Because what she may say may be exactly what should be said, but without the diplomacy that you may want to employ by reason of being the, the shepherd over the people. For every woman protects the husband with all of her might, except for a foolish woman. And in the course of protecting the man, she may go overboard. And a stupid man will not tell her as if he has never met the woman before. But he wants to please some people. That's why there's a need for you to properly educate the people that follow you about your vision. Let them understand. Adam was a man of honor, but he had no understanding of how to handle the honor. And look at the devastating effect. Right from his time to this day, if not for Christ that came around. God's beautiful garden became a place of sour taste. God said, no, it won't, long, it won't last long. Check out. I will not exchange this my place of pleasure for you. So you get out and leave my garden for me. You know, men have been looking for that garden over the years. You've been looking for it too. They have been looking for the garden. Archaeologists have done all that they know to do. They have not been able to say this is where the garden was. Why? Because it came from the wisdom of God and returned to the wisdom of God. When you study your scriptures, you come to understand what I'm talking about. Any man that, or when I say man here, is generic. Both man and woman. That walk with God, God opened the person up to the garden. And so it was until Christ came. And when he came, he came to introduce himself as a garden. The habitation of the righteous. So if somebody comes to tell you, I have this substance. If you can carry this thing and stand only for four days without moving, you will see the dimensions of power that you manifest. Then you enter one strange room in your house. You stand on that thing. Tell your wife, nobody comes in here. I'll be in there waiting on the Lord for five days. You're waiting on God indeed. You are standing on the devil's ticket that you believe will bring you things. A man in honor who does not understand and fails to abide in the honor is like a beast that perishes. So what you think is a blessing will not become a curse for you. Your God is sufficient unto you 
to depend on this God and this God alone. Some years ago, a young man, a pastor who was with us, where we used to fellowship, lived in the house with some other pastors, and they began to introduce him to certain forces. They told him to follow them to certain places. And mentioned the names of some pastors that were known. Some of them are still known. All these ones went there. That's why they are manifesting so much power. He listened to them, looked at them, and remembered the word he had received from God. And said, no. If God will not work this in me, then I don't need it. That is what kept him. He would have died by now. You know that person, if I, if I mention the name now. Later in life, some decades after that encounter, that's information from that young man. My own brother's pastor up there, I'm talking about Pastor Sansa, came across one fetish priest up north, the border between Ghana and um, Burkina Faso. When anytime your master comes around here, he doesn't want to see me. Go and tell him. All of us are working for one God. For who? If you come, let's team up. This one has been here. This pastor has been here. This one has been here. This one is here. This one. Mention the names one by one like that. Say, but your pastor is different. To call him that we should join hands together and do the work of our God. He said the serpent was the most subtle of all animals. You should know who you are. You should know who you carry. You should know the person you are following. So the young man told him, my pastor will not like what you are talking about. He said, just go and tell him. He sent a message to apostle. Apostle went there. And he, he said, uh, he wanted to introduce himself. He said, I know you. He said, it's good you know me. It's good you know me. This is the message that I received from you. He said, yes. He said, even in your dream, if you see the two of us holding hands, it's because you have changed. And he began to pump the word into the man. Before the man became aware, he had carried all the items of, of worship out there to be burnt. And that's how the man got born again. So the people who went to him for power, where would their power be? Their source has now changed source. Praise God. A man who is in honor and does not know, does not abide in it, does not understand it. If you don't understand, you can't abide in it. It's like a beast that perishes. You are not a beast and you will never be a beast in the name of Jesus Christ. You are a saint in honor. That is where you belong. And that's where you will ever be in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, so positionally, by reason of the cross, the work of Christ on the cross, 
and in the grave and the ascension and the coming of the Holy Ghost. Positionally, the righteous person, the one that is born again, is a person in honor. Positionally, I'm using that word with a lot of um, care. Positionally. It is his position. It is his due to manifest honor. We have been brought to a point or a place of honor. That is where we abide with Christ. So we, we don't need honor from anybody. We only activate the honor and people respond to it. So you are not going to pray and say, Lord, give me honor. No. You have it. I call you honorable man. And that's what, who you are. Honorable woman. The honorable queen. The honorable king. Not this honorable person. You're already in honor. And you must understand it and live, live in it and live with it. You live in honor, you live with honor, and then you begin to see where God has actually placed you. I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places, far above all principalities and what? And powers. And dominions. Far above. And everything the devil plus his cohorts and all his activities are placed under my feet. So I'm in charge. If that's the case, then I must walk in that consciousness. If I walk in my righteous consciousness or my righteousness consciousness, then I'll begin to enjoy the fruits of honor. In the Old Testament, they talk about honor in a different dimension. It had not yet come. But in our time, that's where we belong. That's where we sit. So it's just like the eagle coming down to mix up with chicken and be picking remnants of food from the ground. That is not who the eagle is. The eagle dwells far above and from there he throws his eyes, the eyes that can face the sun, at the highest heat level. From there he will see his food down here and then release himself with speed. They come and pick. Chickens don't have that ability. But when an eagle now tends to be a chicken, he has lost honor. That is why if you go to pick uh, the, the child of a lion, and bring him to the house and begin to groom him along with uh, cats. Uh, initially, he will not say anything. But after a very short time, you go out and come back and discover your cats are dying one after the other. And then your beds, your chicken, everything in the house, people are dying. If you don't take any step, you go out and come to discover that one of your 
the people in the house gone not too soon. It's gone. <laughs> Why? There is one that is in the house that is not a cat. It looks like a cat. But it's a devourer. You cannot keep the lion down forever. It will manifest a short while. If the world is able to put you down, for you to look at yourself and belittle yourself, then you need deliverance. Deliverance. Not that there's a demon that's after you because you have become a demon. <laughs> Praise God. A few days ago, I dreamt and uh, one guy from my family back, back there in the village lifted his hand, wanted to slap me. And I told him, I called him by and I said, if your hand comes down, you are dead. All your children will die. Inside the dream. And that's how the, the hand hung like this. And I woke up. I left him hanging there. And now he's still hanging. So I spoke with my sister, I think about yesterday or thereabouts. And I said, be very prayerful in that place where you are. Be very careful. For there's a scheme. When I said that, then she told me something that she saw. Now you see, don't think that everyone that smiles with you and laughs with you is on the same plane with you. No. I know that they gave me a face. Someone that I know is very close to me. But I don't really have to make excuse for the devil. You understand? And so, if he's the one, then he should know how to call me so that his hand will come down. I have not told you, have I? I have, eh? I, I woke up. You know, it's very easy to leave the gym. <laughs> it's very easy to leave the gym. You just come out and then leave them there. You want to slap me? Born you by mistake that you want to slap me. And it's a lie. You won't try it. Won't try. Whether I'm awake or asleep, there's he that watches over me. Be conscious of that one. He that watches over Israel neither sleeps nor slumbers. So I'm, I'm asleep, but he's not asleep. It's his duty. And God does not joke with his duty. He watches over his word to do what? Perform it. What is his word? I will neither leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. I won't leave you nor forsake you. It's only you who will leave me. I'm adding that one. Glory to God. 
So it's possible for a man who is in honor to be messed up by the enemy because of lack of knowledge. My people go into destruction for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They lose their positions of kinship for lack of knowledge. Because they don't know, they don't honor me. And the one who honors me, I will highly esteem. And he that despises me, I will likely. I had decided I will make your house, your family reign. At infinitude. But because of what you have done. Not even a male will be left who will peace on the wall. I'm, it's in the Bible, I'm not the one who is saying it. Hallelujah. So God expects us to honor him. That is one of the provoking factors. The things that provoke the, 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 the reality of your honor position. Honor God. Do what? Honor God. Honor him. Don't despise your God. Don't, don't, don't look at God and begin to ask questions. Is this God real at all? And this modern day youth, there are some expressions that come out of your mouth freely. But I don't know the source. But the source is not God. Like really? Is God there? And you think you are joking. He doesn't joke. <laughs> like really? When I hear things, I just laugh. I say, hey, Jehovah, arise and save your children. You know, I told, I told you some time ago, I have never seen a word called fashion in the Bible. Have you seen one before? Fashion in the Bible. You know, I'm a colo person. You know, I'm a village man. And I'm proud of it. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> I'm not fashion driven. No, I'm not. There's something that drives me. It's not fashion. There's something that drives me. You know that the dress you are going to wear is not dignifying. It, it doesn't honor God. That is what is in vogue. What is vogue? You remove the, R, the V and put R there. What will you get? Be modest. Honor God with the words of your mouth. Honor God with your substance. And we'll quote a few scriptures here. Honor God with your disposition. Honor him. In your office, honor God. When people come to meet you where you are working, they should see godliness on your inside. From your actions, they will know this one is not just honor. This truly is a Christian. Honor God. 
let God be seen in your utterances. Let him be seen in your deeds and the way you appear, your appearance. Someone is coming to your office, you have not met the person before, but you have assumed the, 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 the tiger's posture. Yes. Good afternoon, please. Yes, can I help you? I'm gone already. I'm gone already. And you can be sure that I will report you. Or if I stand there to address you, you'll be undressed. I used to go to hospitals, the accident ward, what they call emergency. And in those days, not like the one you are seeing now, a place, they say this is emergency. They bring people who are wounded. I used to go there to help. Yes, when I was in secondary school, sixth form and the rest, I used to go there. That was where nobody should get offended here. I developed hatred for nurses. The hatred is gone anyway. A man was in pain. And the nurses were chatting. Not phono. They were talking. They were talking. And the man was in pain. So I stood there and my body began to vibrate. I didn't know when I went to that place and held one up like that. I said, you were a fool. Go on, attend to that, that. What are you doing here? You are a thief. When they pay you, at the end of the month, you collect it for the work you don't do. The two of them, they bowed their heads and went to kill the man. I didn't end there. I entered the doctor's uh, consulting room. And I told him. It happened several times. Several times. So, subsequent years, if I went to the hospital and I saw a, a nurse, I said, go, go sit down somewhere, waiting. Go sit down. If you know your job, somebody is dying. Rather, people who are turning to their own their own relations at the hospital are the ones who go to the aid of the one who is dying, and the nurse is sitting down there. You know that profession, you can't fake it. You can't fake it. The same for this pastoral work, you can't fake it all. You are fake, you'll be uncovered very soon. Nineteen sixty nine, I went on admission. I had snake bite. Sixty nine, sixty nine, yeah, sixty nine. I was in form one in the secondary school. And there was a nurse there, a man, a male nurse. That man was huge. He used to wear khaki trousers with white top. And when the man will be coming to you, with the syringe will be up like this. I've forgotten his name, but the name may come before I finish. He said, Turn. <laughs> you know, that thing went on. Uh, so one day, for the first five days at the at the hospital, I was on drip. They said the snake was a very, very what the poisonous one, yeah. 
That was one drip. And not this drip you are seeing, that was bottle. It was bottle. <laughs> so, <laughs> for five days, I never got down from the, from the, from the bed. So the man had a few days. I was in the side ward, and that's what he was doing. So, when I came out, I came from the bed. I resumed duty. Elderly people in the world were sending me to go and buy newspapers, buy this, buy that. So, uh, if you know Confano Chitichi Hospital, there used to be a road at the back there that would enter into Kajitia then, those days. So, <laughs> with my hospital pajamas now, uh, that's where I would go, buy newspapers and buy things and bring to them. And then this man will now ask me, where were you? I said, because of the way you handle your this thing, I don't want you to inject me again. He said, then you'll be discharged. I said, I don't, even, I don't want to stay here. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. You recommended that I should be discharged. His own didn't work out. It was a nurse that, that reported me eventually. Uh, because when you'll be looking for me, I had entered, I would sit in a wheelchair, enter the lift, and go to C6, go and watch television. I was doing television in the hospital, so I would go up there to go and watch doctors will come around, they won't see me. They say, you're okay, so go home. I left. But the issue is this. A man who has a calling of a nurse will not frighten the patients. You understand? No matter the kind of injection you give to the person, he will not be well. Because psychologically, he's traumatized. That's the operation of the enemy. To let you think that God had left you alone. But he says, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to keep you. Always be conscious of the fact that you are honored. And then honor me. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 30. Can we read that one? Please be fast. Now we take it together. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, Be it far from me, for them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. So, my counsel to you is that honor God. And if you are going to honor God, then you must do away with pride and arrogance. People who are in honor don't seek to be known. There is something around them that announces them when they are coming. The pastor shared his testimony with you the other time that he went to the airport and he was called from the queue to be attended to. By the grace of God, I've seen that over and over again. So I thought it was my size. I'm not a military man. The military will meet me and salute me. Because there was something that was going ahead of me. The honor 
They carry you to, to police cell. <laughs> and the people that carry that this, this, it is this Ghanaian that was causing trouble. And the image over there say, is he a Ghanaian? You are the Ghanaian. You are the person. You are the Ghanaian here. Look at this man. You, you are saying he's a Ghanaian. They said beating him. And I was, I was sitting down watching him. 1990, May 28th. They beat him. They beat him. When he wanted to run away from him, he said he was hungry. They gave him leftover food. Eat. When honor is your disposition, everything answers to you. Everything and everybody will answer to you. So please keep on honoring God with the entirety of your, 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 your mind, your heart, everything. Whatever you are doing, seek to honor God. Because he's the one that brought you there. The job you are doing is God that provided that job for you. So if you are going to remain there and live with dignity, then you must always honor God. How many of you are feeling cold here? So stand up now. Uh-huh. If you know you are in that team, stand up oh, before I pronounce sleep on you. Ophelia. Ophelia, Ophelia. Oh, sorry, eh? Uh, you see, you shouldn't be in that bracket. Hey, you see. Please sit down. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know, now you see the expression she gave to teach you something. It shouldn't be in that bracket. But she found herself there. Is it to say, me self, I surprised? <laughs> How come? You know, it is said, I don't know, I'm not a medical person. Maybe. Uh, Gabby will tell us something. They say those of us who have some little fat on the, in the body will resist cold. <laughs> so, so Dave, which was the exactly? Okay, okay, I understand. Don't worry. Leave, leave it here. The next time we have one night, I'll make you sit over there. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a force at work in you that puts you above the sufferings of men. Keep on honoring God. Please, don't let anything make you consider yourself better than somebody else. Don't do that. Don't. God will not go away from you, but you will chase yourself away from God. He said his hand is not short that he cannot reach out to you and deliver you. Neither are the ears dull of hearing. He said, but there's something you have done. What is it? What did he say they have done? Their sins have become a barrier, a wall between him and them. So it's not God that turn away. We do that one. We create situations. 
that will push God's, God's blessings away from us. You are beneficiaries of God's blessing. And you keep on enjoying it in the name of Jesus Christ. Right. Glory to God. Amen. So let me just mention a few things. Ah. Hey. Along. Oh. <laughs> okay. Proverbs 3, verse 16. Read that for me. I said, honor God. That is a very important one. The next thing. 316 Proverbs. You know, some years ago, I did a, a, an interesting search of 316 from Genesis to Revelation. It's very interesting. Call it coincidence. But you discover a particular chord running through 316. Wonderful. Just try it one day. Try it. Very interesting. When you are bored, when you don't know what to do, do some games in the word of God. You do game. You forget about food. Just be there. So go and do that one. When you finish and you have any testimony, share it with me. Is it there now? Length of days is in her right hand. That's wisdom. And in her left hand, riches and what? So if, 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 if you want to enjoy the honor that is placed on your inside, then walk with and in wisdom. Practice wisdom. Let wisdom be your friend. Embrace wisdom. Treasure it. The Bible calls it she or he or she or her. The female, um, what do you call that one? Gender. It's what is attributed to wisdom. Length of days, longevity, is in her right hand. And her left hand, riches and honor. Wisdom. To apply wisdom in everything that you do. In all of your life. Wisdom. It is my right. You see, you see, all this is my right, my right. Be careful. Some drivers ended their life just like that because of right. I have the right of way. The other person have the left of way. Just one minute one what in fact some seconds waiting for the person to go then you go say no i have the right of way and you may end up not going for your business with your right of way wisdom will tell you be patient let him go let him go when our pastors were dying, having accidents in, with the driving, where I was in Nigeria, Oga called us to a meeting one day and brought administrator to come and talk to us about speed. 
Because speed was our nature. We were, we were children of Jehu. We will be driving from the north down to the south for meetings. You needed to see manifestations of madness. Overtake, overtake, overtake. The one will get to a point where we will rest. He said, well, what did happen to you now? You know, go. What did happen? Your motor no good. Motor good, though. But life is sweeter. I tell you. <laughs> and then he said, among other things, that when you are on top speed, somebody is doing 100 kilometers per hour, and you are doing 80. When the person arrives where he's going to, in the next five minutes, you are there. How many minutes? Five. If you have been driving, watch it. The vehicles you overtake, you just stop somewhere. Before you know what's not going so, <laughs> You know, they have stopped me from driving this Accra Kumasi road. You say you want to buy something. No way. I'm not going to stop. This would not come overtake me again. No way. I would just be on. If I sell a luxurious bus, I will have to overtake that one. Uh, to add to my... I tell you. I tell you, I will surely overtake you. I will remove you. Yeah. When you see them, the road is straight, the road is calling you, come. There are about six of them. Just get them. Then I'll call my wife. I carry six off. Say, remember I'm here. Remember I'm here. <laughs> you are here. Uh, we are going. What is the gain in this one? It's not childishness. One minute, two minutes. And you're on the safer side. But no way. There's something in you that's telling you, show them that you too, you dare. Show them that you too, you dare. It is not good for us to tempt the Lord and to project him as one who is not faithful. Take care of his own. I've come out of that one. That's what I'm advising you. Praise God. <laughs> Sometimes you see the ghost of that attitude coming back home. The ghost will just appear. <laughs> uh, no matter how much you appear, I'm not going to go with you. Hallelujah. So practice what? Wisdom. Be gracious. Your life. Proverbs. Proverbs 11, verse 16. Proverbs 11, verse 16. A gracious woman retaineth what? You know the opposite now. And, and, and strong men retain riches. 
Is it by arm robbery or what? That strength here is not muscles. Strong men are the ones who can say sorry. Strong men will say, I won't go the way they are going. I will go the way of the Lord. Weak men will slap their wives. Strong men will look at their wife with everything that she is talking about and say, I still love you. Strong man. A strong man will say, forgive me, even when he is right. Weaklings. They shout, you want everyone to hear. Police woman. I regret marrying you. You see, the moment you say that one, you should go and kill yourself because the woman is not going anywhere. If you have regretted, kill yourself now. You exit. You know, you see, you play your role, finish. Leave the platform, let the theater continue. Hallelujah. Gracious, a gracious woman retains honor. She has the right to talk. The right because she has a cause to defend. But she decides to be quiet. Training herself. Protecting her dignity. Her honor. Everyone will respect that woman. But a foolish woman. Oh, you don't know me, eh? They have not told you about me. Well, let me let you know. My name is so and so. I don't want to mention the name before I enter into trouble. Ask them along this street. They will tell you. Next time, even when you see me inside, they disappear. Looking at you from your head down, are you still a human being? Uh, if a woman wants to insult you, you better leave the scene because the kind of, it's not the insult that will kill you. It is shame. They will undress you. That's the reason why in those days men were slapping their mouth. Those days, so not in these days. Praise God. I took a vow January first. Ninety what? Yeah, you're right. Nineteen seventy-six. I will never touch a woman. I wasn't a Christian. Why? Because out of anger, I gave back hand like this. And the person's lip just got broken. But I wept and I told God, never in my life. No matter what any woman does. Ever. But you are a Christian now. You can also say, I will never do this. You can't hold, have control over your temper. <laughs> you are like 
A city without walls. You don't protect yourself. People will testify about you. They will say it. See, this man did say, no, it cannot be him. It cannot be him. Why? You have not shown that kind of attitude. They know you as a man of honor and dignity. They will defend you. So don't try to defend yourself. Just live your life the way it should be lived. Let God approve of your life and men who follow suit. House of honor. Are you here? Yeah. Let me add one more. 2121. 2121. 21. Yeah. He that followeth after righteousness and mercy it what? Life. Righteousness and what? Honor. The one who follows after righteousness. So you've been living a righteous life, which is your life, a life of righteousness and mercy. He was the one who insulted me first. And you have forgotten that you are at the hospital or you are in the marketplace. He stepped on your on your toe unknowingly. Do you know something that people do? Now, as I stand here and I'm looking your direction, you will think I'm looking at you. I can be looking your direction, but I'm not looking at you. And then you are telling me that I saw you, I didn't greet you. Now, if you say I saw you, that means you saw me. If I didn't greet, can't you greet? Anyone can greet. Just, just draw my attention. Slap me on the back. I say, ah. Okay, what is happening? You don't see me. Mm, my brother. The man you say is around you is far away. And then some of you not even talk. Oh, it will be inside this place. Cold war. Say good morning. Like you are on his what? Right. They saw me didn't greet. Greet the person. Greet that person. Are you going to send a greeting? Greet the person. Call the person by name. Hey, but Emma. How are you? Oh, there are too many here. The imams are many. Which is which is to whom? Praise God. He was ah, I didn't see you. That's the response. I didn't see you. What are you doing in this area? There's no bitterness here. The person will go away. If the person does not respond, forget it. Me, if you don't respond to my greeting, I will still greet you again. A place where people witness that I'm greeting you. And if you don't, I will insult you. 
As you go out, let them check your ears. Or you, something's wrong with your hearing. You can't beat me. Oh. No, no, no. People don't beat me like that. Not even when I was very slim like um, um, Isaac. Couldn't beat me. If I made the, the thing like this, to be like, what, the bone just hit you. It's a bone. There was no flesh there, just bones. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew 19, 27, 29, then we close. Add it to your unqualified service unto Christ. Render what? Unqualified service unto Christ. Yeah. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken how many? All. And follow thee. What shall we have therefore? Yes. Jesus said unto, unto them, Verily I say unto you, That ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve stones, I mean twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Yes. And everyone that had forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Now, if you know Jesus, you know that he answers his questions aptly. Many people confuse what he, when you go to Matthew 24 or so, when he was talking about end times, he was asked three questions. He answered them distinctly, one after the other. And men have confused all of them. One day I will talk on that one. We have followed you. What shall be our reward? And then 28 says something. 28. The ones who have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes. That is afterlife, not now. Go on to the next verse. And everyone that had forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold here. In this life and shall inherit everlasting life two phases of life what will you be doing with husband and wives in heaven you don't marry there you don't have relatives in that place so when he said restoration or things that you have forsaken because of me he's talking about things on this earth so you give your money to the kingdom or you invest your money in the kingdom you are surely going to get it back in this lifetime you are not going to heaven to go and collect it it is here that's what they did to teachers for many years they say your reward is in heaven they all say amen so they walk in poverty some of them didn't even go to heaven later they became wise who want our rewards were here the one that is in heaven you have no business about it you don't determine but the one that you determine here, we want it now. Serve the Lord with all of your might. 
forsake everything for his name's sake. And he says you'll be rewarded here and there. Hallelujah. Rewarded here and what? So in your service in the kingdom, don't look at what men do and don't hear what men say. There are people who are in the church they cause confusion. They are serving their bodies, serving their interests. They want to be known. You are serving the Lord because of what he is to you and who he is to you. Forget about what people say. Whether they greet you or not greet you. I used to go to sweep the church. I had left my college apartment to rent rooms, room, room and parlor. When we say room and parlor, what they were talking about uh, chamber and hall. Close to the church, where I could go there to sweep in the morning, very early in the morning, and weed around the building. I was married. I was not a bachelor. I was lecturing. I'll go and be doing it. And I want to make sure nobody saw me. One day, people met me hoeing. I was hoeing. <laughs> and they went and stood up far off. And they were wondering, what is wrong with this man? I heard some things that they said. <laughs> it didn't move me. It was one of them there because my family, I didn't have my family there. I was using that one to engage myself. Yes. Serve God with all of your life. He is not a taskmaster. He is a rewarder of those who diligently rise to your feet. So this night we are talking about, we've been talking about activating the honor. Activating what? The honor. Lift up your two hands to heaven and bless the Lord for that which came to you and ask the Holy Ghost to give you illumination and show you things that you need to know. Tell the Lord to expound scriptures to you, add much more to you than what you have received. Submit yourself in all humility to him and tell him that you are living your life for him and not for anybody and not for anything and that you will keep the honor he has given you. You will watch over it. You will trade that honor for honor and not honor for shame. You will serve him. You will serve your neighbors. You will serve your pastors. Everything about the kingdom, you uphold it. You won't allow ignorance and lack of understanding to rob you of that which you have. Bless the name of the Lord. Lord, breathe upon your people tonight. Let understanding stand strong in their lives. That not one person will miss out of this honor.
that you've given to us. Jesus, you acquired this for us. We are grateful to you. We appreciate you. And we declare that we love you so much. You are the reason why we are alive. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.